What's going on, Horizon fans or fanettes? Uh, Todd and Peter here with our state tournament preview, our second to last show of the season. Boy, what a long, strange trip it's been. Todd, pick your jaw up off the floor. I know it's almost the end of the season, but it's okay, buddy. So we will uh, we'll get started here. Thank you for tuning in. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Hey, Todd. Today's kind of a bummer. I mean, I don't know how to explain it other than we won't be able to cover the girls' state tournament as we normally do this year. I'm just going to let the booze ride for a while. Let it, let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Those booze only show just a fraction of how disappointing it is not to be able to cover the girls' state tournament in the fashion that we would like to or the fashion that fans deserve. But we do have one more thing that we should boo, and that's uh, the bummer that Centennial will not be participating in this year's Class 2A state tournament due to a positive uh, COVID result. So in honor of Centennial... But on the plus side, we are here to give you the 2021 Class A and Class 2A State Tournament Preview! If you can't tell, I'm very new at using sound effects. Sound effects are amazing. I feel like I'm like I want to come out of the dressing room and there's going to be this sound confetti, rocket ships. Um, but before we get to our rocket ships and our red glare, let's talk about uh, today's show as well as our super, super awesome sponsor. So in case it's the first time you've kind of tuned in to Her Ice, this is uh, Peter Odney and Todd Hauk, where we sit around and we talk about... Uh, oh, yeah, I should have introduced us. No, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. It's a, it's a team effort. Minnesota girls high school hockey. As you see, we're kind of we're in a the middle of uh, torn two uh, feelings. We have the feelings of emotion because the tournament is less than 24 hours away. I am highly emotive right now. We have tier, terms of endearment or sadness because there's teams that are unable to play as well as uh, unable to be there in person. But, hey, let's quick talk about if you're looking to get that spirit upwards, you're going to go to downtown White Bear Lake, and here's why. You want to check out one of the coolest stores for apparel, leisure wear, and some really cool swag, the Minnesotan and lovely downtown White Bear Lake. Now, today in the beautiful sunshine, today's a gorgeous day. If you're sitting down there, over there in the eastern suburbs, going, what should I do? I should maybe, you know what, I should just go for lunch. Let's go for lunch someplace. Let's go downtown, uh, Bearland, and then after lunch, you're going to sneak over there on 4th Street, pop in there where you're looking for that Neil Broughton Miracle on Ice jersey or maybe a University of Minnesota vintage satin jacket, which is sicker than sick as I stare at it every single day, or maybe you just need a cool little quarter zip. You don't need a logo or anything. Maybe just the Minnesotan <laughs> logo is cool enough for you because it's pretty cool. I do have the polo shirt now. I'm very excited. I can't wait to go golfing with it. How many compliments have you gotten on that shirt? Uh, I've actually got a couple. My wife I know, actually I've given said you something. one. Yeah, my wife even gave me one, which is hard to get by. But That's anyway, crazy. enough about enough about me, but make sure, folks, you're going to check out the Minnesotan. And if you go in there in your first order, you get a 15% discount. If you use the uh, code... 
YHH. So I make sure and check them out. There's another code, isn't there? There was a code we were using oh, that was just for uh, on the Super section Saturday last week, which uh, you can ask them. I'm sure the cats in there will probably take care of you in one way or another. It's kind of funny looking if you look at the website and you look at some of the, the models, and I'm like, I saw that guy. <laughs> I saw that guy. Hey, that's a real person. Yeah, that's not just a model out of California, even though he does have a California flavor to him. That's for ah, sure. That's true. Very, very true for true. Forest Lake. But anyway, let's jump into uh, one of the big headline, obviously, of the not of the day today, but it was as of yesterday, as we creep into our, our preview about the state tournament coming up. As of tomorrow, where the single-A gals are going to hit the ice, unfortunately, Centennial, um, is given the cannot participate because they had a positive lab case. It was broke by, I believe, Dave Levake of the Star and Tribune. Shout out, Dave Levake. So, um, so Centennial is un- unfortunately unable to participate in the tournament. So we're kind of super bummed about that, uh, not only because we personally know the head coach, Sean Moline. He was uh, you know, helping us out here with the YHH a little bit last summer, an instrumental part of the Anoka youth program. Andover. Andover. What I said Anoka. You said Anoka, didn't you? It was you? A. I looked at, anyway. SMH, he, bro. He was at Andover, and then he now is his first year coach of Centennial. So big props to him as he was able to get him to state tournament with their big section final win over Maple Grove. Yep. But unfortunately, they're not able to participate. So that shouldn't, shouldn't take away from anything the Cougars have accomplished this year. We left the, uh, the game preview. We left it in the... Um, in the state tournament preview on youthhockeyhub.com because you know what? Centennial deserved it. I think they could have given Andover a heck of a game. Uh, and I think if you asked both coaches, they would. No, they wouldn't have played Andover. They would have played Edina. That's, yes. God, I'm an idiot. I think they would have hey. given Edina a good game. No, I think they really would have. I think Sean is a really it, it, it's a true test for him. Um, obviously, as he was able to get through, uh, you know, 5AA, you know, beating uh, the number one, number two. So, uh, I, I think they would have been a, definitely a sneaky team, a very, very sneaky team in the tournament. So um, in that case, uh, in the Minnesota State High School League did not have a backup team in a sense. Then go back and say, hey, Maple Grove, you can come back in now because you were second place. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, there's no case like that. So he down slides over to the um, – to the next uh, bracket game, which is kind of a weird thing, too. We'll talk about more in, in the preview. So basically, Edan is going to go like two weeks without having a competitive yeah, they'll, they'll game. They'll play next month or something. Yeah, literally you could say next month. But anyway. No, so you could, couldn't you? Yeah, we certainly could. Um, so anyway, um, but again, uh, congratulations to Cent- Centennial. Uh, obviously, the worst we feel is for the seniors. Uh, you should raise your head high. You did a lot of great things this year. You should leave on a good note knowing that you did some great things. And even though you didn't participate, you are still a Centennial, is a participant in the state tournament. Woo! Uh, let's do a little wrap of our section summary. We like to do a little quick uh, little see how we did in our, our section final predicaments as we picked those when the sections kind of got hot and heavy last time. Um, Peter showed that he is an elite high school girls hockey mind. I'm going to say that right now. Because he had, of the of the eight uh, AA sections, he got five of those correct. And of the A bracket, he had seven of the eight right. So Hold on, hold on. You're telling me that I'm a what? A winner. A what? Winner. A what? Winner. Tell me I'm a what? 
I can't hear you over the roar. The roar of the crowd. All right, I'm done yelling into this. He loves I'm also dude. done playing with this uh, sound effect button. Anyway, so props to Peter for going basically 12 out of 16. That's not too bad. That's 75%. That's, not too bad. That's pretty much what I got on every like pop quiz that I ever took in high school or college or elementary school. Hey, C's get degrees. I think it's a B minus. That's kind of that's how seventy five percent's weird because I thought eighty. Is that seventy five? Yeah, eighty percent was like usually a B. If you go on a straight grady percentage, oh, it is three out of four, isn't it? You no, know, which is a bad. If you're if you're uh, you're batting, batting some fifty is not bad. No, it's pretty good actually. That's, I would also describe myself as kind of a seventy five percent person. <laughs> right, you give you give three times of the. Of the effort, and then that one fourth is sometimes you get pooped out and you need some Starbucks. Pretty much. Um, for those of you keeping score back home, Todd did not do as well as Peter. I did not too bad, I think, uh, for myself. I picked a couple, maybe some strangers. Obviously, the Eastview uh, win in sections that kind of threw a wrench in, in my engine. Uh, I did get four of the double A's right, and I got six of the single A's right. So I was a 12 out of 16. Um, no, 10 out of 16. I'm sorry, yeah, 10 out of 16. 16. So a little over 66%, 68, something like that. Um, so not the greatest numbers, but I still feel good about myself. I feel bad that my Burnsville squad uh, got upset. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think if you kind of wrap up all of it, as much as we want to go in a section summary, as much as we want to dive into the state tournament, I think you really wrap it up, um, even with uh, my flawless research. Um, <laughs> if you wrap it up, you there wasn't really a lot of big upsets, which I was kind of hoping for a little bit. I mean, obviously the um, the Eastview win over Burnsville was kind of a big one um, from right away. Um, hot goalie, I believe, is what my source was telling me that uh, they got beat by hot goalie. Uh, Eastview mm. had the goalie, but of of both sex of both classes in the single and the double A, there's only four number twos that won that section. Oh, so we went pretty much chalk throughout the whole. Pretty thing. much, yeah, pretty much chalk. Mm. So not too bad. So, but at the same time, if you're a oh, you know, if you're like Tony Scott, where you're like, well, if the now ranking says number one, I got to take number one. That's a dead on Tony. Nice work. It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not my best imitation, but anyway. <laughs> but if you're going straight number ones, you know, there's a lot of people there in the in the bracket with basketball. They'll just go, well, Gonzaga's number one overall. They're going to win the whole thing. Well, you have to have a little flavor, and you can't always just, you know, why be the sheep? You got to do something a little different. Yeah. Be the rooster. Maybe it comes out the back door. I don't know. But um, so it should be interesting to see how this tournament works out. I think there's still going to be some really good games out there, even though it's, you know, uh, for a purist, you're going to see a lot of number one seeds, which at the other side of it, too, if you're in the, you know, we, we laughed about, say, Section 5, where we weren't really sure about the seedings. But if you have almost all number ones and number twos in your, in your state tournament. You'd hope that it would be a pretty talented tournament top I, to bottom. I, I would think so. You must have did something right in your, so. your algorithms. So. Without right. further ado, should we jump into, even though the arrows are going opposite side on our our, our page there, uh, let's okay. jump into the quarter breakdowns, quarterfinal yeah. breakdowns, if you would. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with double A or single A, Peter? Uh, let's start with single A because single A kicks off tomorrow and oh, double that's A, a good won't idea. kick off until Saturday. Gosh, you're smart. Thank you. You want to start kicking? And hang I'll on, just no, 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 hang on. I'm going to pull up the YouTube cheering section thing again. Oh, he's still going to do that? All right, no, so let me, let me fire, let me just, let me tee it up for you. Since you're the master golfer over there. Uh, yeah, mini golf. All right, so the first game that's going to pop in tomorrow is going to be Rochester Lourdes, uh, 9 and 8, going against uh, the number two overall seed, uh, Warold, who is 19 and 1. The lone blemish is the gentry loss. Peter, talk to me about Lourdes and the Warriors. Well, 
I don't know, man. I think World's just got too much firepower. Geno Hendrickson closing in on 300 career points. The senior forward, Franklin Pierce commit. Uh, Sister Talia's got 48 points this season, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, Madison Laverne has got 39 points. Kate Johnson's got 38 points. And when I spoke to head coach Dave uh, Izzy Marvin yesterday, he shouted out a, a few different players that can make the difference against Rochester Lourdes. I think Lourdes is a nice story. They went nine and eight this year after losing five of the team's leading five of the team's six leading scorers from last season, plus the starting goaltender. They've got an eighth grader in net, Ida Huber. She's done pretty well for herself. She's got an 899 save percentage this season in 14 games, and she stopped 24 of 26 shots in the section final win over Albert Lee. I just think Warroad runs away with this one. The Warriors beat Lured in last year's Class A third-place game. 6-1, to one, we could see a, another score, um, a similar score, I would say. I would take Warroad. I am not going to disagree. Uh, I'd love to throw some more numbers up, but I don't want to overwhelm the <laughs> listeners with that. But I think the great thing about this is we were lucky enough because um, if you check out uh, the YHH website, you're gonna you can pop into some other mini podcasts that we did as we interviewed yeah. thirteen of the sixteen possible coaches for both classes. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, well, fifteen. True, that's thirteen. That even sounds even better. Thirteen out of fifteen. R.I.P. Centennial. Right. Um, that's our last diss on Centennial. It's not even really a diss. No, it's, it's not even just, a diss. It's it's feeling bad. We, but anyway, hopefully we'll have Sean Molina on within the next. As their Twitter week or said, something. the sun will shine, and it has shining today. It will. So there's some bigger things. This teaches adversity. But anyway, um, in speaking with uh, and, and both coaches, you got to speak with Izzy, and we both got to speak with uh, Leward coach Laura Vanelli. Um, they, you know, they started off kind of rough. They had some patches in there, but they actually finished kind of strong. Uh, they do have a really short bench, as she said. They probably have the shortest bench, probably in the state uh, of obviously of all all um, sixteen teams within the tournament. So you want to. I basically say it's just going to be numbers is what's going to help Warroad win this game. I think they're going to be faster uh, at the beginning, and I think Lures is going to stay with them. You know, I think Warroad's going to have a couple goals, but I think just the the speed and Warroad just kind of outlast Lured into the third period, and I think that's kind of it's going to. I think it's going to be like a four-one or four-nothing game. It kind of tumbles into like say a six-one, seven-one game. But I think Warroad's going to. They have the numbers, and I think they got the stability. But Hey, I, I, I almost become a homer when we talk to these coaches. Like, literally <laughs> almost every single one I talk to, I'm like, I want them to win. I want them to win. I want them to win. Because they just – it was so great for those. So, shout out to all the coaches that um, that we talked to. Uh, make sure and check out the podcast. There's a quick 10, 15 minutes per coach. Um, so, kudos to all of them. Anyway, so, World's going to win that one and move on to the semis. I bet. Quarterfinal number two, we've got Laverne representatives from Section 3. And Proctor Hermantown, the number three overall seed and the champions from Section 7. I like the Cardinals a lot. I think Cameron Van Batavia has got a chance to be the school's all-time leader in scoring by the time she's done. The sophomore's got 87 points this season, followed by junior forward Reagan Bork, who's got uh, 69 points. The Cardinals have scored 10 or more goals in a game eight times this season. However, I think Proctor Hermantown is probably one of the deepest teams in the state, regardless of class. They've got eight players with 25 or more points, and when you can simply throw a rock at the bench and hit a player with 25 or more points when that's a luxury for some teams, I think Proctor Hermantown might be too much for the Cardinals. I will take Proctor Hermantown as my winner in this game. 
I agree with you on that one. Uh, no surprise here. I think the, the key player really is, is if we look both teams, um, as we got the chance to talk to uh, Coach uh, Emma Stauber today with the Mirage, um, they have got such a balanced team where they're kind of like Gentry, where they just have so many players with so many points. They're not just a one-line team. Um, I do think that Regan Bork is going to be a key player in this Laverne team. Win or lose doesn't make a difference, but I think she's kind of the key person. Besides KVB, I think I think Bork is going to really do the best she can to hopefully make that first line as strong as possible. But I think it's just the fact is that it's a numbers games where it's one line versus three lines. At the same time, Laverne's been doing that all season long with their one line, and it's been a great line for them. But I just think that Proctor Hermanton has a few more lines, more balanced scoring, and I think they're, um, they've are they got something to prove. And it's a really cool story also with um, Coach Dauber. Has, she is a um, Mirage graduate playing for Mirage going to state tournament with them when I think it was 2010, I think is the years that she went to yeah, state. Yeah, 2010. 2010. So it's so cool for her, you know, staying up there. She went to UMD and then here she is. And she coached at Duluth Marshall for a couple of years. And then now is her second year with Proctor Hermantown. So it's, it's very special. You could sense the excitement in her voice because here she is an alumni bringing her old school back to the state tournament, and they were out last year. So here they come back, and I think they could, they're going to do some big things, but I think this one, Proctor Hermantown, is going to roll pretty good. It could be the same score as a Warwick. It could be the same. It could be a 6-1, six, 6-2 six, six, game, I think. Where eventually the depth of Proctor Hermantown just allows them to pull away mm-hmm. from the Cardinals. Yep. So we both have Proctor Hermantown. We're, we're, we're chalked so far. Uh, we've got River Lakes Gentry Academy in the next quarterfinal, and I think this one might be closer than people realize. You are a big River Lakes I fan. Am, I'm when you picked them in the section final, I that's one that you won over me. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. That's, I think that's the difference between us. Why uh, you have one more victory <laughs> than I do, and but why are you so sold on River Lakes? I know you said it once before. Let's say it again. Uh, you know, it, it's not a total matter of. I think the numbers can be a little misleading when it comes to River Lakes. When I spoke with Coach Alexis Clatt. Uh, who's in her first year behind the bench for River Lakes. Um, they're led by two players in particular, Kiana Roski, a defender who's got 20 points, and goaltender Cadence Roski, her sister, who's the eighth-grade goaltender with a 936 save percentage and four shutouts. I think if Cadence comes to play, she can keep the stars in this game. And if they want to wear down Gentry, you just keep dumping that puck out. You keep icing the puck, take every break you can get. So I'm probably higher on River Lakes than I am on any other unseeded team in the tournament, but I'm still going to take Gentry, the number one team in the state, the number one overall seed. They have been on absolute fire since, bless you, as you sneeze in your arm, we'll call it allergies. That was a cough. Uh, they've been number one since Valentine's Day. Uh, they, they've been great. They beat South St. Paul in the section final. I think they're riding high, and I think, again, I hate saying the D word, but depth wins out. So I'll take Gentry, but I think it'll be closer than people expect. I think so. Of the three games we've talked about so far, this is going to be the closest one. I mean, and again, we talked about another depth similar to the Mirage. Stars are one of the most more balanced teams, as Peter mentioned before. They got seven players recording twenty or more points a season. A senior, you know, sophomore forward, sophomore, only a sophomore, uh, Sedgwick, sophomore. I am actually. I know I haven't said much this year, in the plus side about Gentry, <laughs> but I'm I'm actually looking forward to watching them and see if it's for real. It's almost oh, it's, for real. it's almost like I've been I've been dreaming about Santa Claus and now I finally get to see Santa Claus. You just compared Gentry Academy to Santa Claus? <laughs> yep. So they only work one day out of the year? Well, two. Oh. 
They do. Because it, the, that one day is super long. Think of it. If it's Christmas Eve in one part of the world, your day is just longer, but it's not Chris. It's not Christmas Eve in someplace else. So it's really like a it's like a forty eight hour day. All right, I'm going to put the cow back in the barn. You got Gentry. <laughs> I'm going to take Gentry in this right. one. I I think uh, <laughs> I know we're not really throwing scores up, but like I said, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than the first two that we chatted about. I'm going to say I'll go four two. I'll say actually I'm going to say five two. Last goal is a empty netter. I'm not even going to bother picking a score. I'm just going to say that it'll be okay. closer. Than well, I think the score is kind of like where I'm thinking of. Like I think you know that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to throw it out there, um, and just you know show the closeness. All right. Uh, fourth quarter final, the Class A level, number five seed Mountain West Tonka versus number four seed Chisago Lakes. This has the chance to be in actually a really good game. I got to watch these two teams play uh, during the regular season in Lindstrom. Uh, Chisago Lakes escaped with a 3-2 win over Mountain West Tonka, but the third goal was honestly a terrible goal. Danny Brunette shot from the neutral zone. It bounced off a Mountain West Tonka player's stick and just kind of like knuckle-pucked over goaltender Callie Nelson's shoulder and into the net. So it's not like there was a beautiful play where Chisago scored the game winner. No, it was kind of a fluky goal. But, uh, ooh, it's going to be it's gonna be close. This could come down to overtime, but in the end, Chisago Lakes. I, I've caught a lot of a lot of poop from Chisago Lakes about being a non-believer. So I'll believe in you this time, Wildcats. If you happen to fall short with me believing in you, then I apologize. I think you you almost fell short on Saturday night. I came very close, very close because you were gushing and amazed at the speed that Ornell was skating that night. Oh, they had Chisago on the ropes, dude. You did. And so I think that's one reason why Chisago is going to do well is because they've seen both sides of their season. They've seen where they've been on top of the world. They've seen it where they had some tough games. And they've also had some defeats. So that helps them, I think, in the season as opposed to like coming in undefeated and going like, well, we haven't tasted defeats yet. They've played a tough schedule. They have played a tough schedule, which helps them. And that's – one of the reasons I kind of give the Wildcat the edge here, I mean, this is the 4-5 game. This is supposed to be the best game of the night. That's how they set it up, so it's perfect. And this one I really am leaning toward, you know, because we've had the luxury of being able to to meet Danny Bergen, to interview her dad in the coach, listen to a story about Sydney uh, Leonard. They're amazing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry, wrong one. Um, my brain just turned off for a sec. Uh, uh, Peterson. Goalie for Chisago Lake. She's not the goalie. She's not the goalie. Grace Peterson. Grace Peterson. She's the leading scorer. She is a leading scorer. <laughs> Hanson. That's her name. Oh, Anna Hanson. Anna Hanson. Anna Hanson from the Chisago one... Lakes. Not from Mountain West Tonka. Nope. Okay. I went back and forth, and I apologize. I was trying to go on memory and try to read my notes. Uh, Anna, who went to boot camp. Boot camp and came back, and so I have a lot of respect for her, and I think she's come back as a – possessed player, and I think that's one of the reasons. So, so I'm going to lean on her as a goaltender that's going to make this game even more exciting. And uh, I'll say 3-2. So you're going to take Chicago too? I'm taking the right, Wildcats. So in, in our version, the top four seeds move on to the semifinals. Not No surprises. No real surprises, but that, that Mountain West Tonka Chicago Lakes game, that could go to overtime, that could go to two overtimes, you could go to three overtimes, go to four overtimes. That's going to be 
a heck of a game. Now that I said that it could go to four overtime, somebody's going to score five times in the first period. Oh, that's the one where when we were at the X. That's just how my luck goes. As the day's going, and we're like, oh, boy, this is a long day, and this is the last game, and sure enough, that game goes overtime. Uh, You know, it's always the longest game of the day. Yeah, but, you know, now we don't have to worry about that because we're not allowed in the building. No. I shouldn't say we're not allowed. We're not. Media. We are not. We will not be credentialed in the building. Correct. Correct. All right, do you want to slide to the next section, or you want to hit uh, the class doubles? You taking a breather? Get a water I break? Oh, I, I want to take a deep breath, and I didn't want to do it into the microphone. I appreciate uh, that. You want to, do we want to pick? We don't have to pick champions, do we? Because there's so much time between no. quarterfinals and semis. You're right. There is almost like a full, almost yeah. a full So week. let's just leave it at yeah, let's quarterfinal let, predictions. Let's let it just marinate there for a little bit. Let it marinate. Because we're gonna, in the words of Letterkenny, we can throw our tourney little mini predicts at the end, or we can hold those. Anyway, let's slide let's over. Say, let's do let's do double A. Let's do double. A. Let's just slide over double A. Okay. All right. So let me tee it up for a little bit. Tee it up. First game is going to be not happening. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's our first game, that which sucks. was officially was supposed to be Centennial versus Edina. So we I think we've beaten that. That enough. is a dead horse. That's a dead horse. So it's we're a dead gonna, horse. So I I want to move on to the next game, which is going to be. I think it's actually going to be a pretty a decent game. It's going to be Alexandria versus Minnetonka. This is going to be a really good game. I'm excited for this one. This is going to be really good. Now, Alexandria, they um, they upended section, you know, uh, two ways last year, defending uh, Rozo to advance to St. Paul. Um, they scored twice in the second period, and they're holding on dear life uh, in that win over the Rams. Rams scored the very first goal, and then Alexandria got two back, and then they just held on the rest of the time. Impressive about Alexandria is they are 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. So they're doing it well. They've included, In those, they've, they've had six games decided by two goals or less. So their defensive is going to be really key. So this is going to be a fun game. Tonka does have a lot of scoring, but I think they're more – I look at them as more a defensive team than I do them an offensive team. Oh, because they have, you know, 15 Division One commits on defense. Correct. Actually, in, in reality, I think they have two, Gilday and Baskin, but – uh, the Tonka defense can line up with anybody in the state. I think this will be kind of a low-scoring game. I like the goaltender Jordan O'Kane from Alexandria to uh, stop 35-plus shots in this one. Uh, these teams met earlier in the season. Uh, it was 5-2, to two, but the game was probably a little closer than what the score makes it look like. Alexandria had a 2-1 to one lead over Minnetonka late in the second period, and Tonka ended up scoring four straight goals to emerge victorious 5-2 to two in that game. Uh, Alexandria goaltender Haley Bailey had 37 saves, but I think uh, I think O'Kane will be the starter in this game. Oh, man. This is going to be close. I think the Cardinals match up pretty well with the Skippers, but... Something you sit oh, on every man. single day. No, no. That, that little pause, that little pause gives me pause. Mm, I love watching you pause. Give me Alexandria. Really? Let's keep, yeah, let's keep it spicy. Didn't you pick him up? Didn't you say that was your one upset yesterday in, in 10 minutes with Tony Scott? Because you had to pick a dark horse. Was not Alexander your dark horse? In high school? Yes. Yeah. Remember, you had to pick one of the, the non-seeds. Oh, yeah. I think that's who you took. I don't even remember. I don't remember half the stuff I, I know, said. That was like Mr. almost Tony Scott. That was 24 hours ago. But uh, I'll take Alexandria over Minnetonka. No offense, Minnetonka. Don't run me over, Coach Cassano. Yeah, with her, with her, her lifted one, her 150, she's going to run you. <laughs> um, I'm taking Tonkin, and I'm taking it purely because I think they are they have the defense. And their third defender, Cornell commit Bryn Dulac, has a one, 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 seven GAA, 946 save percentage, and she's pitched five shutouts this season. So I think because of that, 
And I think because of obviously Rory Gilday and the other defensive core, I think Tonka is going to win this one. I th- do I want to put a score or not? How gutsy do you feel right now? I feel pretty gutsy. All right. I feel really gutsy. I'm gonna say this is a. I'm gonna say it's a uh, two nothing victory. It's pretty gutsy for the skips. Yep. I think Alexander is going to get shot out. Huh? I think the last goal is going to be empty netter. I think it's looking to be a one nothing game. Tonka's going to score. I'll say it's going to be a scoreless first because they're still kind of both got the nerves. Yeah. Alex is like, oh my gosh, and then. Tonka somehow is going to have those nerves. Even though they shouldn't have nerves playing the late conference, they should come this game going, we're big and bad and blue. They're going to come out shaky second period. They're going to they're going to wake up a little bit. They're going to get like a mid-period goal, and they're going to hang on to that goal. Alex is going to pull the goalie late, and, and then Tonka is going to throw in an empty netter and make it a 2 nothing final score. Wow. All right. Boy, you had a lot of intricacies in that I'm gonna uh, drop that prediction. I think so. Um, our third quarter final. Ooh, this one's tasty too. Uh, Farmington versus top seeded and top ranked Andover. This is another one where I almost want to pick the upset. I know. So so interesting. I think I already shot my upset bullet, so I will take Andover in this one. I don't know how you bet against the Huskies. Peyton Hemp's got 75 points. Gabby Krause has 58 points. A pair of Miss Hockey finalists there. Uh, sophomore Ella Berger's got 53 points. Uh, nine players have 24 or more points this season. The Huskies have outscored their competition 182 to 7. Todd, 182 to 7. Granted, They've played some teams that in a normal season they would not have played or at least not have played twice. And the Huskies typically play one of the toughest non-conference schedules in the state. That is also a dead horse yeah, that we've beaten on. But uh, a little I, think, bit. I think they might start slow against Farmington. Farmington plays kind of this kamikaze style where they'll throw four players down below the circles in the offensive zone. And if you can break the puck out and you get an odd player rush, that's fine with them. They'll take those chances. So I think that could give Andover some problems early. But I think uh, the depth and scoring punch of Andover helps Huskies pull away. I think if I start the beginning of this breakdown – is that I was all in on Andover to begin this conversation. But talking to John Holmes today on our pod interview. He's I'm not, ready, dude. I'm not saying I changed my view, but I changed my view. I loved his passion, and I loved his conversation about the culture, being a Farmington guy himself, born and mm-hmm. raised in Farmington. Talking about how he believes in this team. It is a positive culture on that team. And they really have a lot of the players, which they're not afraid to switch positions. If they're gonna, if they need a D, they're gonna slide. To, they're gonna slide a forward back. If they need an extra forward, they're gonna slide a D up. They, and they they call it the fourth forward, which I was impressed with. So these gals are ready to whenever somebody's out, somebody's in the box. Everybody on that team is ready to take on a different position if they're needed. So I, I think they, I think it's a band of sisters, if I can, wow. with that Farmington team. Okay. I do feel that Andover does have a small disadvantage because they, that non-conference schedule has been the dead horse we've beaten once or twice and made into a glue bottle. <laughs> but Wait, I think is that where glue comes from? That's the rumor. It used to be it was used to be horses. Like a, if a horse broke its leg, they'd be walking over the glue factory or hauled over to the glue factory. I'm just going to pretend glue comes from. No, it, there's a science things. experiment that you can do that you did back in fifth grade at St. Oh. Bernard's. But all um, horses go to heaven. Right, ride a pony or something. Um, 
Ponies, see that segue? But anyway, great, great before, segue. before we get to the ponies, I really do feel that Andover just has a little bit more talent, even though I think Farmington's still going to be strong uh, with uh, Brianna Furman. And I just think the Andover just has a little more punch. It's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be – I'm not going to give you a score, but I think it's going to be a one-goal game. You know who could be the difference in this one? Farmington goaltender Riley Furlong. Oh, that's a great take. Yep. She, I, for my money, she's one of the more underrated goaltenders in the state. Farmington is probably one of the more underrated teams in the state. And you can bet your butt that Furlong has seen about a jillion more shots than any goaltender Andover has on the roster. Her pads have got puck marks all over them, whereas Hannah Skavnak or Courtney Stagman or Paige Hennebergs uh, are still squeaky clean. But still going to take Andover. I remember I was listening to the boys' podcast this week, and they were talking about the... Gross, game. why? Because we spoke about this. You listen to other podcasts, so it yeah. makes us better podcasters. Yeah, but I mean, like, popular podcasts. <laughs> Anywho, part of the story was you'd listen to the Frank Brimsick Award uh, finalist as they were spitting out some numbers, and I think they were talking about their goalies. There's, you know, three of them this year for the boys, and they had, like, these guys were taking, like, 300, 350 shots on season. It's nothing. In my head, I'm going... You have no idea what it's like to be a girls goalie this year. Yeah, for a non-top We have, what, two or three girls this season that have seen over 900 shots? You know what? And this guy's going to get an award for seeing 300? Let's throw it to our stat department. I'm going to let you keep going on this tangent. Well, you know, it's it's Alyssa Grissius from Winona. She's got to be... Alicia or Alicia, but she led the state. She was at like 950, 960. Shots seen on her this season. Okay, goalie. Shots on goal. Uh, Aaliyah Grishius, 987. Kennedy Lemke from Prairie Center, 907. Nettie Kimball from Bemidji, 822. Naomi Caradice, International Falls, 791. And then there's a 745, a 740, 734. In any case, they faced a lot more shots. A lot more shots. Than... Than the the boys Frank Brimzik Award finalists. Right, but anyway, summary is Andover wins in a very close matchup against the Tigers. Closer than expected. Matchup number four will be a barn burner because yeah, and that's it's kind of fun because each one so far we've said, ooh, this is gonna be ooh, this is gonna be good. But I th- of the of the four three I should say, this is gonna be the dandy. This is the five four matchup which everybody's craving for. Um, upset-minded Eastview comes out of 3AA, yeah. and they're going to take on the Mighty Ponies for that <laughs> in a 5-4 matchup, the last game of the night on Saturday. Yeah, man. Uh, Eastview, I don't, neither of us picked Eastview, but they rolled through Section 3. They beat Hastings 5-0, Rosemount 5-1, and Apple Valley in the section final uh, 5-1. They've lost four times this season. Two of those losses have been by a single goal. Uh, Avery Chesick, the junior forward and Yale verbal commit, leads the team with 36 points, followed by Michaela Kelly, who will be joining Geno Hendrickson next year at Frankie Pierce. FP! Has 35 points. And goaltender Angie Lombard, who could be the linchpin in this game, she's got a goals against average of 1.66, a safe percentage of 938, and five shutouts. Oh, man, she's going to face... 
uh, kind of like Jordan O'Kane in the Alexandria Minnetonka game, I could see this as a game where Lombardi faces more than 35 shots. Uh, the Pony offense, that top line of Lexi Huber, Morgan Wollers, and Josie St. Martin has been on fire all season. This one's tough because Eastview just seems like one of those teams destined for the semifinals. Destined. But, you know, but, I, but I'm still – I'll go chalk. I'm going to take Stillwater. Wow. I am more afraid of Stillwater's head coach than I am Eastview's head coach. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. One, because we know her. Two, we talk to her. And three, haven't heard back from Herb. That's it. Well, he's a busy guy. He is a busy guy. He's a busy it's, guy. That's no. That's not a knock on her. I think the other thing that uh, that really I think gives the ponies the advantage in this one is everything's clicking from this year, and they really have. And and Mira does not put up with anything, and I think she expects perfection from the squad, and she's getting that perfection. You know, I think that's a big thing. I mean, my biggest fan right now has been the Lexi Huber at, at the end of the season. She's just put on a clinic. That I think I feel like the last couple months. Uh, last month, for sure, I should have meant last couple of weeks, I meant to say, but I'd say Lexi Huber had 27 goals and 12 assists on the season. She just kind of, she was good, and I think she kind of rose to the occasion at the very end, being one of those senior leaders on the team. And that's the kicker, too, if I remember right from our conversation with Mira. This really is a super young team. They only have three seniors, if I remember right, on this team. And one of them is a goaltender, Sophie Kronk. So this young of a team, and they're doing extremely well as they are, I mean, this would be a good test for them against Seastru. I think... As much as I want to go against uh, against why did I say that for against Peter? Did you did, shush? Did, nope. You're gonna call me Tony again. I swear to God. Todd. I know. Uh, I do think the opponents are gonna win this one. Um, I think just because they just have a little more punch. Uh, Eastview does have good goaltending, and they do have uh, Avery Chesick. But I think I think the ponies just got a few more ponies in the bullets barn. in the gun. No, I'm just gonna say ponies in the stable. Um, ponies so, in the stable. So I think the ponies are gonna win this one. They're gonna move on to the Sems. All right, fair enough. That's what I feel. Those are our quarterfinal picks. That's the picks. Good for us. I know. I'm so tempted to give you the end of the season, uh, the the finale, but let's just let's save it for next let's week. Just hold off. Yeah, I want to hold it because I don't want the whole world to make you... ourselves look good for once. Wow, that's really nice of you to say. I know. I'm gonna let that marinate like a nice bowl of bolognese on the pot, slowly brewing. Do you let bolognese marinate? <sighs> I think you let it simmer. Well, I don't think you let it marinate. No, you won't probably marinate. Marinate is more of a yeah. It's just a term I use. You use you've used chalk like twelve times in this podcast. I've used what? You've used chalk like twelve times. Like the, the I've, I've used it three times. That's like the spot where, like, remember rabbit hole was big for like about three months, and now chalk is a new thing. Man, you are on that rabbit hole horse right now. Aren't you? I know. Jeez. You can chalk it up. All right, fair enough. All right. Uh, oh. Last thing we want to chat about quick is we want to quick chat about. Um, our, instead, of, we're doing something a little different this week. Instead of doing our three questions for Peter, as everybody wants to know more about Peter, we actually trimmed it up a little bit. Let's say we want to talk about our three favorite jerseys that will be represented at the X this weekend. So your three favorite. Peter's been tirelessly looking at jerseys. Believe it or not, it's kind of challenging to I find jerseys right on the website because I was – not on the website, but on the internet. I was looking, looking, I'm like, oh, I just want to take a peek at that jersey one more time. I want to take a peek at that jersey one more time. And it's like, it's sometimes kind of challenging to find a jersey. Yeah, and sometimes teams show up to the state tournament with um, a custom jersey or a third jersey that they haven't busted out very often. I know St. Thomas Academy always seems to have uh, a couple of alternates, but do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'd like you to go first. All right. So... This is in any order. No rent. No no ranking here. Just 
In in any order. Okay. I've got two class two A's and one class A. I'm going to go with Farmington's All Grays. I got mm. to see these during the section final. I think they look pretty sweet. I think they're an interesting take on uh, on the classic black and orange. It's a gray jersey, gray socks with the socks have orange and white stripes, and then the jerseys have black shoulders with orange piping. The lettering on the front of the jersey is orange with a white border and a cursive tigers going across. Uh, they probably won't be able to wear those against Andover because I just realized that those were their home jerseys because they were, were wearing them in the section finals. Whites are lights at home. But uh, I'm a big fan of black and orange, so Farmington is one of my favorites. Uh, my next one is Edina's Home Whites. There's just something about that cursive E. You and Tony. With the star you on and, top of the I. You and Tony. Yeah. He loves that jersey. That's I'll like his number the, one jersey in the Jersey Project, I think. It's not my number one. My number one is actually next. I'll take... My, oh, my you did. So you did rank them then. Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. Okay. My, okay. This is my favorite jersey, probably in all of sports. It's the Warroad Away Black Unis <sighs> with the Warrior uh, logo on the front with Warroad going over across it. It is classic. It is clean. It is crisp. It is whatever adjective you want to attribute to it. So Warroad is probably my favorite jersey in the entire tournament. Can I share a moment with you? Yeah. So Super Saturday section, super duper, blah, blah, blah. Danny Ryan on the boys' side. Did you think about stealing that jersey that he has? Because I thought about it. I did. I First time I've ever handheld that jersey. <laughs> and I picked it up, and I was like, man, this is an unbelievable jersey. Right? Just the simplistic of it. War Road and the Warrior logo. It is so smooth, so simple. So intimidating. Crisp. Oh, it is. It's intimidating. If I was him, I'd be like, you know what? I'm we're wearing blacks at home. That's what I go NHL. I wouldn't. I'd throw the white one away. I'd wear blacks every single day. It'd be the Dallas Cowboys. Gross, <laughs> gross. But so I have the world blacks on my list. All right. Okay. What are your other two? I actually have four of them. Wow. So one, two are going to be a tie because they're very similar. Okay. You with me so far? Yeah. So, and I don't want to put these in precedenting order, but. Uh, the next one I'm going to throw out there, too, is the Minnetonka Blues. Yeah, that's fair. Just all blue, top and bottoms, just white trim, white. That's the block M. Just a just a crisp, beautiful jersey, matching breezers. It is just simple. When Tonka Youth decided to throw that black in there, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Because <laughs> it's like, why America thinks if I wear a black jersey, I'm so intimidating? It just barf. But anyway... The Tonka Blues are just so smooth and simple. All right. Kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs. What is it? Just blue and white. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Just blue and white. That's it. I Sim do love Maple Leaf jersey. Dang right you do. Old right. school. Uh, and then the next, and it's a toss-up because I couldn't decide which one I like better. So I'm going to throw them both at you, and then you can you can pick. All right. Um, I do love the lured all grays with the purple tops. Yeah. And purple breezers and that simple L with the, with the, um, the eagle wing on it. And it's a, it's a gray with that little yellow trim on it and the purple numbers. Mm -hmm. It's smooth because I love jerseys just have a logo on it and either have just a little bit of lettering or just a logo. And that logo is just phenomenal. And then the gray with the yellow trim and the purple breezers, unbelievable. And it's great because you can wear it for home and away. It's a multi-purpose jersey. If I'd picked four jerseys, I probably would have picked that one too. I wonder what the uniform would look like. I'm looking at a picture of Maggie Hansel right now. 
and she's wearing that uniform. I wonder what it would look like with purple helmets instead of white helmets. Oh, God, I love that. would be amazing. Oh, Something to think about. Should be good. Purple helmets are tough to find. I think, i trying to think who else have to worry about that. Cloquet would have to worry about that. Creighton. Creighton has to worry about that, but I think they went Hastings. to like. No, Hastings is blue. Theirs is blue and yellow. I think you're lying to me. No, Google that. GTS. Right. Well, I Google that when she tells her next All jersey. Right. The other one that I really like a lot is the white jersey, uh, Chisago Lakes. Uh, their white jersey, it's really, really simple. And even though it's a little bit of a it's, – it's a busy uniform, but I like the simplicity of it. It's, it's got the middle stripes on it. It's got the logo, the CL in the middle, a little circle Wildcats, and it's got the green shoulders on there, and then it's got the, the green breezers with the stripe on the side. So I think it's a classic. I love that old CL. I thought about going with Laverne a little bit because I do have that old English L, which is so cool. Uh, and that red and white is always simplistic, but I'm, I'm kind of going with the CL because I do like those colors together, um, not because of just the wild colors a little bit, but for the most part, I do like that jersey as well. So, Yeah, not a bad choice. No, I think be, it's just a little too busy for me. It'd be cooler if I had like a matching green helmet instead of that black, but I know colored helmets are tough to find, so they are. you kind of stick with your basics, either white, black, or, or navy. That's yep. your big three. If you got something else, you can be buying it or looking for it really, really <laughs> some places. But Holy Family wears green helmets all the time. Yeah. And so does, I think, Hill Murray, I think, does have a green helmet. Yes, correct. So you can find them, but... Takes a little more, uh, little more effort. Might be. What's your last one? That was my four. Oh, that was your fourth? Yeah. Oh, cool. Warold, we shared. Yeah. Minnetonka Blues. Yep. Lured, yep, and then CL Whites. Ah, that's four. Last time I checked. Okay, gotcha. I counted that right. All right, good for us. I think so. Okay, I think we've made it all the way to our wrap up. That was a wrap. That's think, a wrap. Did we cover you? everything? Let's just make sure. Did we cover everything that we we're looking to cover <sighs> today? We were looking for like an hour much of material, but then we said, "Hey, let's just let's just talk quarters." I'm I'm good with 45 minutes. I think I'm so. Like, yeah, yeah, let's stay with that. So, folks, I'd like to thank you for listening to. I'd like to thank Peter for his tireless. Research, he caught me like twice when I was making the show. So if it wasn't for him, I would look like a buffoon. You're even, a buffoon. Even though it's happened once or twice on live recorded air. But um, I do thank him so much for being part of the show. He does make the show what it is. Aww. And this is Todd Houck. Thank you, listeners, for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. And it never will be. So, folks, good luck to all the teams tomorrow and Sunday. We will see you real soon. Take care of yourselves and each other. Talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool